calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Becky Galantine. You may know me as My Bloody Galantine, and I'm a paranormal investigator, and I'm here to play real or creepy. Hi, my name is Jules Nolan, better known as the Hex Baby Online or your friendly neighborhood vampire. And today, I'm here to play real or creepy. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Daniels, and we are here for another episode of Real or Creepy. Here's our first story. It's titled Ghost in a Box Game. I think it was Christmas 2006 or 2007, and my mom bought this board game called Ghost in a Box. It was a coffin-shaped box that you opened and the ghost was unleashed. You learned about the ghost as you played the game. At the end of the game, you unwrapped a paper and it gives you the info on the ghost, like name, cause of death, etc. We decided to play the night after Christmas due to a blizzard that snowed us all at my house. Those playing were myself. My parents, my sister, her husband at the time, my aunt, and my two cousins. After the game, my younger nephew, who was two at the time, woke up from a nap. We watched as my nephew stared into a dark hallway to the right of the living room. He said, hi, but then screamed and started to cry. After a few seconds, he proceeded to smile and say, bye-bye, lady. The next morning, we tossed everything related to the game into the trash. Our ghost name was Alita. I have other ghost stories that precede this story, but anything after the story, we always blame that ghost. All right. So we've got a board game distributing ghosts to people's houses. Jules, have you ever heard of a haunted board game before? Oh, Ouija board. I'm an idiot. All the time. <laughs> Constantly. Um, I've, I've never heard of this specific game. I haven't um, either. If the child hadn't behaved that way and the adults obviously were doing it, I would have been like, that's oh, a little psychosomatic. I would think that it's like a reaction in that sense. Um, but, you know, I'm on TikTok. I see those videos all the time of people recording their children talking to the corner. Um, do I think that that is credible and possible? Absolutely. Um, I have seen my own younger siblings do it. It's very scary when it happens. I'm inclined to believe that the situation could be coincidental that the child was seeing things and it wasn't inherently because of the ghost in the box. Um, but it, it doesn't sound like a fantastical story to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that it's called ghost in a box is the part that right like, on the nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Becky, what do you think about this one? 
I want to buy that game. But number one, <laughs> shocker, <laughs> remove the story. And we're going to talk about the game for a second. It is totally possible that you could fabricate a ghost that doesn't exist and convince everyone in the room that it exists. And now you have created a thought form. So mm -hmm. this game would work like it would work psychologically to create these manifestations. So I'm on board with that part of it, even though I've never heard of it. And that makes it convincing. But are we going to stop at the fact that they said that stuff had happened before and they, you know, they blamed it on this ghost now, but it's your house was already haunted. That's like when people use a Ouija board and they're like, oh, I thought my house was haunted. So I used a Ouija board and now it's definitely haunted. It's like, no, it was haunted before and you exacerbated it by doing this. Mm -hmm. You your house is haunted. You've had these experiences and then you introduce this game. So um, does the game matter in this scenario? I don't know, because now it's like they introduced another factor into what was already an existing haunting, allegedly. Um, do I think that it is a true story as far as that goes? I think it sounds like they made it up because I've never heard of the game mainly. And it just seems like, you know, it just seems like story time, but um, it's possible. And I also think that if a game like that does exist, it would cause that reaction yeah if that game does exist i think they need to sponsor all of us like just reach yeah. out to us and let us play it on like you know youtube or something yeah, send uh, a pr packet yeah exactly um yeah that, that was a pretty fun one babies or you know young children talking to things it is like a little unnerving uh <laughs> my kid hasn't done that per se what he has done has been like daddy the monsters in the room and like pointed to a corner of the room um, and which I've told this on the podcast several times. So that's why I kind of created the character of the house fan or the fan in his room being like a superhero. We call him mm. Mr. Fan, very original. He kind of <laughs> talks like this. Um, because I always had to do the voice. Hank and, Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, he loves Mr. Fan so much to the extent that he'll be like, Daddy, Daddy, can Mr. Fan tell me a night a bedtime story? So then I have to do a whole story in the voice. Like, you know, anyway, you get it. <laughs> well, on to our next and final story. All right. This story is titled Dark Ride. It was mid-October 1992. I was riding home on my motorcycle from seeing some friends. It was late in the evening, early morning hours of that chilly fall weekend in Central California. I made my turn off the county freeway onto a less than well-lit county road. I remember that the road ahead was deserted, no headlights coming towards me, nor any taillights in my rearview mirrors. The road was encompassed with large walnut groves on each side. The huge trees and land swallowed the distance ahead in complete darkness. I was clipping along at about 50 miles per hour when my eyes caught the jogger up ahead of me. On my right side, my mind quickly thought, how odd. Wondering why someone would be out here jogging at this time of year, at this hour of night. As I approached him, I gradually moved to the middle of the road to give the jogger space. I touched on my brights so he would see me approaching. Now, understand this. At first, in my mind, there was nothing out of the ordinary. Other than the timing of the situation, a hooded runner, Heather Grace sweats, a figure about six feet tall, jogging along the shoulder of a deserted county road at midnight in October. As I approached him at a safe distance of maybe 100 feet away, bright headlights blazing, I saw him, should I say I saw it, and it stumbled. I fully expected the figure to fall, sprawling face down into the plowed dirt, but it didn't. 
It did fall onto the ground on all fours very quickly and with amazing agility. It began running like an animal on all fours, like a wild animal. Mind you, I was riding at a regular speed at this point, maybe 55, but the hooded human from that I had watched become a hooded animal was keeping pace with me for a moment. Then, as if it sensed it had been discovered, it sped off to its right into the pitch black walnut grove. My blood ran cold. I downshifted out of instinct and throttled hard as I was gone. All I could think of was that split second was that thing. It was an animal might suddenly pop up in my rear view mirror with some horrific maniacal grimaced face right before ending me. Before I knew it, I was five miles down the road and my speedometer read hundred miles per hour. Just before I made my final right turn towards home, I brought up my courage to look into my rear view. Nothing. It was just pitch black behind me. Whatever it was, it was gone. Shaking, I made my last turn and didn't look back again until I pulled into my garage and closed the door. To this day, now 31 years later, I can tell that true story and my listeners will react with complete disbelief. Some believe me, others don't. All right, this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow... Grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So pretty interesting, a little different than the other stories we've covered. Becky, do you think this gentleman, did it say it was a guy? Do you think this person saw a shapeshifter? Did they encounter a werewolf of some type? What what do you think happened here? Noah, that story is the worst thing you ever told me. I was fine. I was getting out of here. I was getting out of here with sleep tonight. And then now you've said this, you've gone and done this and I'm never going to stop thinking about it. I don't know what that is. I think when we, when we encounter things like that, there's no way of knowing what that is. It could literally be like like a weird person. Like it could be anything. That's terrifying. Um, I believe it. I believe whatever it is. I've seen things like that. You know, there's a cryptid in another country that walks on all fours. It's, a, it's supposed to be a middle-aged man that walks on all fours. And what it does is it goes after women and it... it um, sucks on their breasts. Am I allowed to say that? That yes. that's what crypto does. <laughs> but um that's what it made me think of is that guy. And I'm like terrifying. Um and the fact that it was like wearing sweatpants, like I don't know. Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I think just, that's even worse. Gray yeah. sweatpants. <laughs> Something in about winter, the way you said sweatpants. In fall season gray sweatpants. I don't want it. I'm good. <laughs> so Jules, it seems like Becky all. is a believer. What what are your thoughts on this story? God, I love the X Files. You know, like it it just makes me think of a plot of a TV show. So um do do I do I believe that people see fantastical things at the dead of night and in the fall? Sure. Would I love, and you're talking to cryptid maniac over here. Would I love for this to be real? Absolutely. Would I love for it to be some, some lost werewolf, you know, wearing gray sweatpants going home, you know, after a night of tragedy, you know, it would be great, but um, it just sounds so dramatic and it happened 31 years ago. So I just feel like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> it. It makes me think of the what was it just called Werewolf, the Michael J. Fox movie where he plays yes. basketball or <laughs> weird team or whatever. The timing yes. would almost match up, you know. It would. It's like right <laughs> around the same era. Like the Animorphs, that's what it reminds me of too. Mm. Animorphs, yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's scarier that it didn't change into an animal. Like it was just like still a person on for like right. Yeah. That's happened. Yeah. That- yeah, it reminds me of like a zombie in a video game or something like, you know, the fast moving type of enemy yeah. in a video game that can crawl around or, you know. <laughs> yeah, like the, what are they, the halo zombies, what are they called, yeah. you know what I mean? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that I was... see a person on all fours, I don't care how fast they're going. Like if I see that in the wild, like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that and you're doing that. On... I'm not, I'm not kink shaming because I know that there's people who do that on purpose. Correct. Yeah. I've seen that too. This is not what I mean. I mean, if I see that and then they're by themselves untethered from society, as you said, yes, no collar, uh, then I'm going to be concerned. Yeah. I, I have to tell you anytime that I have ever even just driving at night, thought about seeing a humanoid on all fours, it literally makes me want to pull over because Mm -hmm. I, I cannot go further. I, Hmm. I, I was so messed up about Slender Man. If I were to see a like a 
uh, quadruped humanoid walking on all fours. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. That'd be, be pretty <laughs> horrifying. I, um, I don't know if I ever shared this story with you guys, but uh, we had this episode, this uh, guest, she came on, she's from Malta. And so she had this story where her and her brother were on their way home from a party. And this man walked out into the middle of the road and her brother ran over him. And so he slammed on the brakes and they went out and there was nothing there. There was no damage to the car. There was no person. Uh, there was no blood. There was there was no scene of somebody who had just been hit by a car. And they looked and they got back in the car and drove home. And so I asked her, I was like, when you got home, did you guys call the police? Like, did what did what happened? And she was like, well, he poured me a glass of whiskey. And he drank one too. And we both looked at each other and we just knew we'd never talk about what happened again. I was like, until now, like just told like 15,000 people that you murdered somebody potentially. Oh my I didn't gosh. exactly say it like that on the episode, but whenever I hear of like people seeing entities at night and being in cars and stuff, I think back to that. And I'm just like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like panic. You know? I would panic. Yeah. You don't yeah. get out. That's you don't get out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Jules, Becky, this was so much fun. Thank you guys for kind of going on this adventure with us. I am so excited to bring this format back to the podcast. It may just be a summer thing. I haven't really decided yet, but I just find these to be so fun. And we get a lot of humor of just getting to be three of us just hanging out and talking through spooky stuff. And this was a real pleasure for me. Um, I can't wait to share it with the audience and uh, can't wait to have you guys back on the podcast at a later date. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Becky was like, I'm done. Just go ahead. <laughs> I was supposed to say anything. I don't know. <laughs> That's waiting <laughs> I'm waiting for that trauma. <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, Becky, can you share where our audience can find all your wonderful content online? I am on TikTok and Instagram as My Bloody Galentine, and I have a few documentaries that are coming out, and they're available on Amazon and a few other streaming platforms. Awesome. And Jules, can you share where our audience can find all your great content as well? Oh, they can find me on multiple platforms. They can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, maybe even Twitter occasionally, all under at The Hex Baby. So with that, that's another episode of Real or Spooky. Till No, it's not another episode of Real or Spooky. See, I don't know why I want to call it that. With that, that's another episode of Real or Creepy. Till next time, we'll we'll do another episode of Real or Creepy. Do, 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 do. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.